0: with a practice helping many women around the world to heal their bodies with a step-by-step method that not only gets results, but makes the whole transformation delicious and easy as a way of life, even when life is crazy, and it could definitely get crazy. So pull up a seat and let's dive into these game-changing conversations. Hi there! Welcome back, my friend, to the third episode of our three-part series all about PCOS polycystic ovary syndrome. This series is brought to you in honor of the PCOS workshop taking place live this coming Sunday, June 12th at 9 p.m. Israel time. And don't you worry, there will be a recording. In the PCOS workshop, we'll learn the accurate way to check if you actually have PCOS. We'll learn an overview of nutrition for healing PCOS. We'll learn the four types of PCOS that you'll be able to check and define which type you have. We'll learn nutrition nuances for each type of PCOS, which foods to avoid, and especially which foods you should be eating for healing. We'll talk about additional and important emphases throughout the journey to recovery to make sure that your journey will be simple, orderly, delicious, and continues with you as a way of life. And of course, we'll leave time for Q&A at the end. In addition, following the workshop, we will meet for a half-hour one-on-one consultation call to pinpoint nutrition nuances for you and your specific body so you can set off with confidence and peace that you know exactly what steps you need to take to embark on your journey of healing. So head over right now to lovefood.co.il forward slash lp Forward slash PCOS to save your spot. I'll link to this in the show notes as well. I personally cannot wait to guide you during our workshop and personal consultation call. The nutritional changes and nuances I'll teach you have literally changed my life. I experienced firsthand what it feels like to finally, and for the first time in my life, experience a regular, calm, pain-free, and drama-free period. I went through low places and back in everything related to my health journey, and I finally managed to find a way to take control of my health and do it happily and make it a way of life, even though my life can be crazy. And more than anything else, I really want to share this with you. So if you suffer from PCOS, this workshop is the greatest gift you can give yourself to understand what's happening to your body, to know how to be precise and to leave the frustration and never ending despair behind because it is possible. And it's your time to embark on your journey of controlling your health. I look forward to meeting you in person to continue the precision. We will begin together in our amazing and life-changing workshop. So again, head over to lovefood.co.il forward slash L P PCOS, and enjoy the special live launch price of $79 instead of $97. Okay, so two weeks ago, we talked about three common mistakes women with PCOS often make. And if you haven't yet listened to that episode, I highly recommend you do so. And last week, we talked about the three guidelines needed to heal PCOS. This is another one. If you haven't listened to yet, go back and listen to that as well. Today, to wrap up this special three-part series, I'm going to share with you my top tips and tricks for actually being able to make a sustainable nutrition change in order to heal PCOS. I'm going to get extra detailed with specific roadblocks I dealt with that are very specific to PCOS, as well as general hardships when making nutrition changes that last. Are you ready? Okay, let's get started. Okay, so I've got to be honest. I tried changing my nutrition for so many years in so many different ways. When I was finally able to change and stick to it for years now, it was because I decided to be attuned to my body's cues. I understood finally the importance of having a relationship with my body. And a healthy relationship involves a lot of listening and learning. And even when mistakes are made, that doesn't ruin a strong relationship. We just learn from our mistakes, move on, and become even stronger together. So I realized that I had to pay attention where I was having a hard time and figure out how to learn from that hardship and try something new to make it work. So here are a few examples of the places I was struggling the most and my tips and tricks to get past it. Number one, I was addicted to sugar, to sweets, to anything that was sweet. And every little bite I would take would send me spiraling for more. And beyond that very real pull for sweet, I also really enjoyed it. And I really couldn't imagine being without something sweetly decadent for the rest of my life, which helped me back quite honestly from being committed. That's one of the things I find holds so many women suffering from PCOS back when faced with the reality that nutrition change can be a lifesaver. We don't really wanna change, and that's totally normal, and I get that, and I'm gonna talk a little bit about that now. So, how did I finally deal with that? Here are a few of the tips and tricks I used. First of all, I researched why I was addicted to sugar. What was the cause that my body was on a constant search for a sugar fix? And the first thing I found, and keep in mind that there are a few more, but today we're gonna to talk about this first thing was that it's because our body needs a certain amount of nourishment to function and just get us through the day. Now, I'm not even talking about healing, just the basic getting through the day without having to nap twice a day, or without multiple cups of coffee or sugar fixes throughout the day, just to get us through. When we don't have that nourishment, when we don't have enough vitamins and minerals, our body immediately looks for a quick energy fix, like sugar. So I understood from this that I have to eat nourishing, vitamin and mineral-dense foods, a lot more vegetables during the day and at every meal, adding superfoods to smoothies. Superfoods are foods that are called that because they're super dense with nutrients, making every sip, so to speak, really count. Now, while I was doing that, I did not get rid of my sweets. I just made more nourishing desserts and snacks to have around. So I knew as a first step, I was just nourishing myself. Okay, this experiment with myself really paid off because it wasn't an all or nothing scenario. It wasn't a quick fix diet that doesn't last. It took around three months, but then I noticed how naturally I stopped eating an entire cake in one sitting. I mean, I even only had one piece of cake during the weekend, and this was without fighting against my body, and without holding back and feeling restrictive in any way. My body was just finally nourished, having made sure to eat every meal, real nourishing food and a ton of vegetables. I remember that I was at this party or something, and I was filling up my plate, and I noticed that instead of piling it like a mountain high and then going back for seconds, I had what would be called normal portion portions. And it wasn't because I fought with myself and they said, you have to only eat this amount. It was this like natural thing that my body just started needing less because it was actually getting food that was nourishing it. So I'm working with a lovely lady now on her nutrition. And we got to a certain point when we were trying to end eating hours earlier because our body goes into a state of healing in the night. So we were talking about stopping to eat at eight o'clock. The next week when we talked about it, when we checked in and saw how it was going, she said that she wasn't able to stick to it and she was very upset with herself about it. Now, you have got to understand that this, this is the most important tip I could give you today. So if you're multitasking, listen up. We have to let go of this thought that we are in some sort of fight against our own body. Nope. Nope. We are on this healing journey together. If you weren't able to do something, embrace it and see what you can commit to. See what you can learn from this. Play along with your body and where it's at right now. Don't don't get hard on it for being in that place. That's okay. So together with this lady we were able to commit to stopping tea by 11 and the week after by 1045 and so forth. But this wasn't something that she was, Struggling or fighting with herself, or unhappy about, or in any way causing her stress. This was about finding her path, making small changes that make a huge difference in the long run, and they stack up on top of each other. And mostly, it's about letting go of the anger or disappointment in ourselves and our so called self control. It's not about that, it's about doing it right. And for the long run, I'm really enjoying this new relationship with your body and this new adventure you set out on together. Okay, so the next thing I found very hard for me in my transition to healing nutrition for PCOS, as we were saying before that I added so many vegetables and healthier snack choices, this accounted for many more hours in the kitchen. I honestly did not really have the time for that. So here are some tips and tricks I discovered that really helped me eat well all the time and minimize my time in the kitchen. So let's start off by talking about making things simple. I mean, there's no need to get fancy, right? (laughs) A lot of times when we make a change, we go to the store, we buy all these like crazy sounding things, but like that's not what you'd eat on the regular. We're just talking about sticking to your regular routine, but making sure It's healing foods, it's real foods, it's nourishing foods, and it's simple to get it onto the table, into your plate, or on the go to work. So simple things could be soups, eggs with salad and tahini, and one of my favorites is a one-pan dinner. So you get veggies and your protein on a pan all together, you sprinkle with garlic, olive oil, salt, a few herbs or spices, done, it's in the oven, ready, (laughs) ready. So that's a really great way to make sure that you're doing things simply. Just have that mindset of keep it simple. Another thing that made a huge difference for me, especially early on in my transition, was meal prep. So I took one hour a week to make all different things to fill my pantry, my fridge, my freezer, so I'd always have something to eat on the go. Next, and really important, is making vegetable consumption easier. We We saw that we needed eat a lot more vegetables to get all those vitamins and minerals in. But we need a way to make it easier for us to consume these veggies and not just buy all these different beautiful, gorgeous, leafy vegetables and other vegetables and end up throwing them out because they get rotten by the end of the week, right? So whether that means to prep your greens or to buy ready-washed greens or to make sure you have frozen vegetables at hand, really quick and easy to pull out and just warm up, or making a large pan of grilled veggies for the week. Find a way to make more vegetables more readily available for you. Now, number three is the final point I want to share with you that was especially hard for me when making a change to PCOS Healing Nutrition, and that was sticking to it when things were not always routine, meaning there was suddenly a holiday or just Shabbat, the weekend, or it might be a wedding you were invited to, Or that you're going away. Whatever it may be, these times in the past were always potential for me to not stick with the change. And of course, be very disappointed in myself. So as we mentioned before, we're getting rid of these negative thoughts. Because that we're disappointed in ourselves. That didn't work out. That we weren't able to stick to it. Because they don't serve us. And generally, they also do the opposite by getting us to fully quit because because of that all-or-nothing mentality we've been carrying around for too long. But besides that, I realized I have to come prepared for these situations ahead of time. For example, I'll be going on a short family vacation this weekend, and leading up to it, I'm intentional. I'm imagining the hotel breakfast and deciding what I want to eat ahead of time. I'm imagining how we're planning on going out to a restaurant the whole big family, and all the things they'll be serving. So I personally just checked ahead of time to see how they can accommodate me. And even if they can't, I have a backup plan. I have this beloved restaurant that I know they have things I can eat there. So I know that if I'm still feeling hungry, I'm not going to be disappointed or upset or sad or just grab something because I'm just so hungry. I have a backup, and that's where I'm going to go to eat. Because I'm making sure that I'm going to be enjoying every minute of this vacation. But that's by kind of preparing myself, being intentional ahead of time. This can also be just preparing for a regular Shabbat meal with the family. It's all about being intentional and coming into the situation in full control and being able to navigate these situations to your liking. And even if you fail, and I say fail in parentheses, because I hope you understand by now that there's no failing. There's just a little bump in the road or a hiccup that we learn from. So even if you fail in parentheses by your book, that is a great opportunity to learn for next time. And I'll give you a little example that I like uh, giving. So imagine that you're taking a walk in the forest. Okay, you're having a lovely time. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And you get to a certain part where there's a stream going down and it's crossing the forest from one side to the other. And you really want to get to the other side of the forest. So you look up and down the stream and you see this Mary Poppins type bridge going over. Great. So you take the bridge from one side to the next. Now, if we look at the bridge, there is a time you're going up and there was a time you're going down. But those down times, they weren't that you were falling. They were getting you to the next step, to the next stage, to the next part of your journey to the next part of your walk through the woods, right? And that's kind of how we have to look at these bumps or these fails in parentheses or different things that don't work for us. It's all part of the journey. It doesn't mean that we stop, that we stop in the middle of the forest when we say, well, I quit, that's it. <laughs> I took a little fall. No, we learn from that. We're gonna come next time with closed shoes or with long pants or whatever it may be so that we get the best experience of this journey that we're on. And the same thing goes for our healing journey, for the foods that we eat that we're going to be changing. We have to do this in a way that works for us. We have to do it in a way that even if we fail, that even if things don't work out, we just take that as a learning jump point to continue moving forward. I'll add that the past year, I've committed to journaling every morning. And as a side note, yes, there are days I miss, but that doesn't mean I'm not worthy to continue the next day. And when I write out, In my journal, what my day is going to look like, what I want to accomplish, what I'm planning on eating during the day even. This helps me stick to it 90% of the time and even more. Journaling is a super powerful tool. So If you want something to help you on your journey, I highly, highly recommend adding journaling in the morning before you start the day, just mapping out what you want your day to look like, mapping out what you're going to be eating, because the second you start like that, very, very intentional about your day, you're going to be sticking with it most of the time. Okay, so there you have it. It's important for me to end this episode by reminding you that every person's journey is unique. These were my specific struggles. Yours can look similar or very different, as long as you remember that everything is figure outable. You can learn from these hard stops, figure out what can help you, and continue moving forward to healing. Sometimes also, we feel like we're in this like situation where there's no way to work around it, but when we just have a conversation with really good friends then they give us all these ideas and we're like, wow, why didn't I think of that before? And I've realized that that's helped me in the past. And I love it when you guys come to me with different things that are hard for you and we get to work on that together. So if you're ready to naturally heal your PCOS, I hope I have convinced you to join the truly life-changing PCOS workshop coming up on Sunday. I'm really looking forward to Not only to meeting you personally and helping you with those little nuances that you might be having a really hard time in, but also to diving into the nitty gritty and practical ways you can understand exactly what's happening to your body, what changes are needed, and how to make it simple, delicious, and sustainable. So head over to lovefood.co.il forward slash LP forward slash PCOS to save your spot. Thanks for being with me today, and I'll see you again next week. Sending love. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And I wanted to ask you, are you suffering from a certain hormonal imbalance? Do you have PCOS, perimenopause, endometriosis, prediabetes, infertility, or anything else? Did you know that you could most definitely heal using nutrition naturally? I wanted to invite you to join my full comprehensive one-on-one healing program this four-month program we work together to balance your hormonal system using delicious nuanced for you nutrition as well as supplements as needed i help my patients gain control of their health and hormones naturally with a step-by-step process and delicious recipes and we turn everything we learn together into a happy way of life reach out to book a free 30-minute consult call and see if we're the right fit for each other your health can be transformed. I'll add a link to this free consult in the show notes. Bye for now.